0: Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Every day of the week, people in Irish hospitals put on medical-grade aprons and then throw them away. In Ireland alone, 50 million of them a year are incinerated. For over a year now, Dr Mary O'Riordan and her cousin Lisa O'Riordan have been working on an alternative, an apron that's compostable. Good afternoon, Mary. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? Not not too bad. Like, uh, you've worked in this sector, so you've kind of experienced this firsthand. Uh, So how many times a day would somebody take on or put on an apron?
1: Well it can range from anything to 3 to 10 and we've had, um, sp- i spoken to um, people in hospital settings and in, an, in a heavy intensive ward one surgeon actually spoke about 27 changes so we're talking about a lot of these throwaway items.
0: And, and, and generally speaking they're made of plastic,
1: would it be? Yeah, so they're this very difficult to recycle um, and because they're single use and they often go to incineration they are made from low density polyethylene which is one of the sort of nastier plastics that we're trying to edit of the eco world
0: yeah and and it should be pointed out this isn't just a, 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 a just an irish problem this is what happens all over the planet then
1: oh yeah, like this is part of their medical practice all over the world. And I think that's why, and a lot of them um, say healthcare waste doesn't actually go to incineration either. It's actually a lot of it goes to uh, landfill, which is oh. even worse of a problem. So, um, and it's because of COVID, et cetera, we've had a, a, a huge increase in the amount of PPE usage as well. So that also contributes.
0: Yeah, of course. So in setting out to try and make one that's uh, compostable, th- th- what is it made out of? And did you have to experiment with different sorts of, materials?
1: Yeah, so um, just thinking even of the name Happy Earth, so Happy stands for Health Agriculture PPE. So we decided to look to another sector to see could we come up with a type of a bioresin that might actually do the trick. And there's a lot of innovation in agriculture around biofilms. So we then took some of that technology and bespoke it, as it were, for the medical sector so that we actually could meet the class one um, medical device standards. And that also it was compostable because you'd be very rigid about your, you know, that it is compostable and there's not some other type of material that you know, people think is compostable, but it's not. So there are standards we had to meet.
0: Right. And and for it to be a medical standard, what kind of hoops do you have to jump through for that?
1: Yeah, so there's a type of regulation called the class 1, class devices. So class 1 is actually relatively simple because it's a simple item. It's uh, just one of these splash aprons that you've all seen. Um, But it has certain parameters that meet the European harmonized standards like um, uh, stretchability, um, water and alcohol repellency and all of those things. So you have to meet those standards in order for it to be appropriate to wear in a hospital setting.
0: Okay, yeah. So it has that. Uh, And now at at the other end of the process, after it's been used, do you just chuck it in the compost bin or or, or what happens to it then?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, you see, this is where we really want to get the value out of this item. Because if you make a compostable thing, you still have to put it in the right bin. And hospitals all over the world, there was no product that you could compost. So obviously it wasn't just as something people thought about having, we'd say, brown bins on the ward. And that's not what we're Mm advocating. So what we said, OK, let's look at the full cycle. And could we actually take our item... Put it with something like hospital food waste and then bring it down to um, an on-site biodigestion process that would make it pathogen safe at the other side and create a fertiliser that then you could have feedback into the chain to grow your bioresin that you started with. So that's why we wanted to create the full cycle, to really get the value out of it.
0: Right, OK. And, and I assume that these aprons might be a, probably a little bit more expensive, at least initially, than the, than the plastic variety.
1: Well, if, if you're going head-to-head with plastic, and plastic is so cheap on the planet, and that's why we have the problem. So we said, OK, let's show you the full value of using a more a bio-alternative. And when you actually put the full cycle together with the hospital food waste, and you calculate up all the cost benefit with it, it actually comes out as cheaper. But right. that you have to look at the full value. And I think that's why we really wanted to novel it. And we want to also do monitoring of what is the pure value of this thing so that health services then could go to the budget holder and say, you know something, it is worthwhile changing. It's yeah. not and just that, oh, it's head to head and it's not feeding plastic.
0: Now, in, in if it's been soiled in any way, can it still be put into the biodigester or...?
1: yeah so basically, um, when you look at infectious risk the um, and, and non visibly soiled splash apron, which is the majority of them by the way um, they are classified as a non risk healthcare waste, so they could technically go into your white bin waste. so what we wanted to do was re- reduce the amount of yellow bin waste if people are putting it in there unnecessarily, and bring it then down to your composting stream, so it reduces the tonnage of your yellow bin waste, which is the infectious risk waste, and it also helps to create this other biopsychy that's very valid and also if you look at we we'll say food waste in a hospital we don't classify that as a medical um, risk waste even though it's quite close to patients' mouths etc so we said both risk wastes are now the same infectious risk so why not bring them down to another process that doesn't require autoclaving and incineration in fact it requires something far simpler but it just will also give it, make sure that it's pathogen safe
0: Are these kind of things bought centrally by the HSE or is that, does that vary from hospital to hospital?
1: Yeah, so this is the other thing. You, What you don't want is to put a burden on your health um, service to actually have a big capital investment. And so what we said, why don't we take that on and provide a service to our healthcare setting? And this is a different kind of business model. It's a bit like the kind of lights as a service model. So we're basically saying we'll handle all that we'll handle the reporting and we'll just sell you in a service and let us look after that so you guys can get on with doing your medical and your healthcare work as, as it should be.
0: Okay, and so uh, would it be fair to say you're still in the process of convincing them that this is a good idea?
1: Well, we've had a great support actually from the Health Innovation Hub and the HSE and they've been totally, you know, um, advocates of us trying to look at solutions like this. And we've had Tala Hospital and we've had um, the South Infirmary, all really great champions of us. So we've we've started with the apron because you want to introduce it slowly. The other pieces of the chain we're currently working on as well. So, um, and we've also had great help from Enterprise Ireland, New Frontiers, and the Accelerate Green program down with Bordnemona, all really saying, you know something, it's. Complicated, but we think you guys have something good here. So yeah, so that's so it's been fabulous in a way. Like there's been a lot of people supporting us.
0: Well, Mary, we wish you the very best of luck with this. That was uh, Dr. Mary O'Riordan, there, co-founder of Happy Earth. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m.
1: with Anna Glaze on
0: News Talk.